0: This is your wrestling podcast fix. New weekly episodes of Insiguri on SoundCloud.com. Hey, what's going on? Hey! <laughs> This is hey, Fran. This is JCL. This is Dimmy Richard. And in the back, we have Dave Keener for another episode of the Inziguri podcast. Yes. Yes, yes. Tonight's episode, or tonight's interview, we have Daredevil Dave Duck. Awesome. But before then, we got a few minutes to chit chat. Do you have anything you want to chit chat about? Yeah, I got a
1: story. Yeah, tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, it. it's um, I had an Uber ride. Oh, oh, boy. What, what, Here it goes. That's how what, what? What? What's? What's? No, I'm
2: just going
3: on. Continue.
1: Okay, and we go to pick her up at the Harris Casino. Okay, so we're driving, and she's like, "You know, who my favorite serial killer is," it's creeping me out a little bit. I'm like, "Oh, okay. Let's see who." And she goes, "Chris Benoit," and I'm like, "Oh, you're a wrestling fan." Sullivan did it. Sullivan did it.
0: <laughs> so, see, his phone agrees.
1: Can you please keep that down? Thank you. You're it. talking too loud, anyway. Continue. Continue. So she just kept on talking. She's like, "I want to get murdered," and I'm like, "Okay, this is just getting crazy. Well, you weird. did
0: pick up. You did pick up somebody in Chester, so that's yeah, the issue.
1: Good point. So I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what the hell's going on?" I was like, "This chick wants to be murdered. She thinks that's her life's goal is to get murdered." Oh,
2: oh, okay. That's awesome. Get a seal. I never that coming. Oh, congrats anyway. He is the one and only. One and
1: only. So, <laughs> so there second. we go. We I dropped her off at a bar, but it freaked me out that she's like she wants to get murdered.
0: Why does it freak you out? You like them creepy, crazy things. <coughs> I do.
4: You know, really in the, the back cre- of your head, you were thinking Snoop Dogg murder was the case, right? Dude,
1: yes, I love movies like The Crush and um, single white female. Um, yeah, they're my shit. you know what I mean, yeah. they're crazy. Yes, but but they're movies. I didn't think I'm gonna like go. Oh, this girl's hot. Let me take her home.
0: Maybe that's what she was trying to do. She was trying to. She was. Maybe she looked at you and said, "Man, this guy looks like a serial killer." Oh, what you see? Missed opportunity. Ricochet is the new NXT U.S. champion.
2: That's awesome. The new WWE You're U.S.
0: champion. champion. WWE <laughs> U.S. champion. I keep forgetting. This Mr. is not AEW. Mr. Sorry, Mister. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I was joking. I keep thinking NXT because this is a okay. company that matters. So,
1: so are you ready?
0: No, not yet. We got. I I got. I got one question to ask. Okay. So, in between all this fucking bullshit with Ricochet and the running joke with him now, why is it a big deal?
1: Because <laughs> he's a member of the Butthole Surfers.
0: I, I understand that, but why is it a big deal?
1: Because he likes the song pepper.
0: Because you, you got the people... Like, okay, The when we were talking about this the other day, and I'm not defending butthole play, by the way, but when we were talking about this the other day, you were like, I'm just not an ass man like that.
2: No, I like ass. I'm just not an
0: ass play guy. But that's the thing. A lot of people are like, oh, oh, uh, Ricochet, congratulations on coming. I want him to turn around and be like, that doesn't mean I'm gay. Not that there's anything wrong with gay people. It doesn't mean he's
2: gay. But there's a
0: lot of people that assume that because you can't possibly play with your asshole.
2: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it doesn't mean you're gay. It's just. No,
0: no, 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 no. no, no, no. You can pull the chair out. No, it's it is the sacred futon. I'll tell you about it later. Um, <laughs> it's
1: so sacred. <laughs> yes, yes, it
0: is. My mom wants me to get rid of it, but I I say no. No, I can't do it. Um. Yeah. So there was the one joke where somebody said, uh, "How many fingers did
1: Ricochet use?" One and only. Oh. Okay. Can we just? Can we just? Get away from this topic. No, we can't. Wait a minute. You act What's like... What's that say about, uh, Sunny then?
0: Oh. Wait, wait. You act like we haven't had fucked up topics of conversation. So, Insert Wrestler here, have you ever shit yourself? Hey. And hey, we're hey. going to be asking that tonight. Did you ever shit your pants? Yes, I will ask Did you ever soil yourself?
1: I will ask him if he ever soiled himself, vomit, or... Um, lo-
4: can I Unless they here? work for
0: Impact Wrestling.
4: A good Maybe friend of mine, who you'll have on later in the season, is a gay wrestler. A very good guy, nonetheless. I know.
0: Yeah, a very cool guy. That's what we try to say. Is that right? Well, well he, no. You saying. know what though? It's, it's funny because it's like, well, we could joke about these things. It's like, and yeah, he does. But anybody can joke about things. You know, there's nothing wrong with jokes. We joke to each other all the time.
4: I'm a lot of great wrestlers are gay. Darren Young.
1: Okay. He's the Russell?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Independent now.
1: You know who else says Dave Keener? Oh. <laughs>
4: Listen here, you fat looking Walter White.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fat Walter White. Wow. Do that again.
1: <laughs> woo!
0: Come on. Okay. We gotta get a Ric Flair woo.
1: Okay, thank you for the little. Don't hit me. Come on! Don't you miss
0: the good old days when somebody would like go up and be like, "Chop me in the chest! Go ahead, do it!" And then you do it, you'd be Ooh, like, woo. I can take it."
4: That's what Ricochet said.
0: Oh, that was a good one. Okay.
1: Okay. Let's um, let's get him on the phone. Okay. I, I bet he got Here's the phone guy. Your, I know. Do we have a boxer?
0: Of- you know, if he feels bad, then just offer offer him your ride be like, you can use my car. I was
1: gonna say, what kind of ride? Hello. Hello, Daredevil Dave Dahl. How's Hello. it
0: going, fellas? Good. How are you?
1: That, um, right. It was great meeting you at Icons this year. Thank you for yeah, um, it was fu- That was fun. Yeah, we had we had some fun times at Icons. He got to meet Scott Hall. Oh,
5: yeah. Yeah, cool. That was that was cool. Brad Hart. Done that before. But I'm, still I'm cool. Going to see him again.
1: Yeah. Still cool. Yeah, man. So, we're going to start off um topics um before we do anything, I want to introduce my co-host. Hosts, Sorry. <laughs> I, I forgot that S. Host
0: <laughs> and guest.
1: And guests. So our first, next beside me is Fran. Yo, my buddy right here, JCL. How's it going? And our guest today, um, you might know him, but he's like a sleazy um, wannabe referee named Dave Keener.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Be quiet, you. Okay, before we start, I gotta, I guys, I guys, Dave. Right? Should our, should our host JCL order Fud Rockers or should he hold off on it? Because this guy uh, has been thinking about it for the last 45 minutes, and no answer I give him matters.
5: If you have to think about 45 minutes, then it's obviously not worth it.
0: See, it's not worth it. Get food later. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Okay, James. If, okay. if you're going to order, it's going to be something
5: you really, really want, and it's not going to take 45 minutes. He's got a point. He's got a point.
0: That's He's, that's a a point. point. He's got a point. That's oh, we're, he, oh, we're gonna have to talk to you more often. That was very clear. <laughs> that was that was very straightforward. All right, All right so what's Okay, I'm Spartan.
1: gonna start off. Um, we're, I know you're from South Jersey. What um, what got you into the art of pro wrestling? So, when I was a kid,
5: I started wrestling when I was like eight years old, uh amateurly. But when I signed up for it, I thought it was pro wrestling. I thought I'd be drop kicking people and with chairs and tables and suplexes and then I got there and it wasn't that But I fell in love with it anyway because you still got to beat people up it just wasn't in that way
1: yeah
5: so I did that all up I did a year in college came home from the college I was at couldn't do the school's program where I switched to I was like all right, well let me try and find a wrestling school so I found a wrestling school by talking to uh, MLJ and he led me to Force One down in Egg Harbor. And they were two days a week, the two days I was going to school. So I was off of my regular job. And I would go to school in the morning for school school. And then at night I'd be at wrestling school. So okay. I worked out. And here I am now.
1: So um, what high school did you attend?
5: My, what college did I attend? High school. High school, I was at Pittman High.
1: Okay, what about college? What about college?
5: College, I went to uh, Williamson Trade for about a year. Okay. Up in uh, Media, Pennsylvania. Okay. And then I went to Gloucester County for about a year. Okay, okay, okay.
1: So how long have you been in the business for so far? So if you count the first year of training, I
5: started in February 2011. So it's been roughly eight years.
1: Okay. So telling your parents in the beginning, um, what did your parents say when you wanted to join wrestling? Oh
5: you no! Know, I, I, me and my brother have talked about it all the time beforehand that we want to do it. And we want to do it. Um, we almost actually a school when I was like fourteen, I think it was
3: thirteen. Okay.
5: But uh, you know, the guy was like, "Oh yeah, we send people around to pick you up, or bring you to school, you train, you go home." Blah 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 blah. Never happened. But uh, when I told them, they're like, "That's fine." You know, do what you want, but you're paying for it yourself. You know, don't ask us to help you with that. So, I was on my own going to wrestling school.
1: Yeah. Okay, um, you did say who trained you, right?
5: Uh, I did not.
1: Okay, who trained you in pro wrestling?
5: So, so when I was at Force One, the trainers were Johnny Calzone, Sammy Callahan was there, Joe Gacy was there, and a guy by the name RV One.
1: Okay. Is that how you um you and Chris became good friends?
5: Uh, yeah, pretty much. You know, he was there as a ref. He was young at the time. Um. So he was he had went through the school before I got there. I even a younger age than he was when I met him. And you know we got along good. And, you know we kept in touch over the years and everything. So here we are now and. He you helped know, you guys to get me to go to icons with you, and I owe that to him, and I just
1: saw him last night actually at p p w okay, yeah, I enjoyed doing an interview with him and everything too um you got a question?
0: there was a question from earlier, actually like th- I mean this is kind of backtracking, but what was your earliest memory of uh wrestling that kind of made you go like well, okay, what? What was your earliest memory as far as, like, the f- the first thing that you could r- recall, but then the other part where you were like, okay, this is something that I want to pursue? Oh,
5: like, when I first started training?
0: Or when when, when you first, like, started just when, watching in general, and then... When you
5: said you were eight
1: years old, um... Oh,
0: so... What, what kind of wrestling did you actually, were you watching at that time? It was
5: WWE, Monday Night Raw, WCW at the time, because now it was. Th- Ninety seven, ninety eight. You
0: know, I, I, I was born nineteen ninety, so. Were, were you more of a so WWE really guy or, guy or guy. Watch it. Were you a WWF guy or a WCW guy, or did you just like flip back and forth?
5: I enjoyed both. I mean, we we technically we would tape one, or we'd set up both VCRs in the house and tape both if we wanted to stay up for it.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
5: And then watch it the next day. Um. I mean there's guys on both sides that we liked I mean the first Wrestlemania I ever saw was Wrestlemania 7 even though it was like the year I was born because my uncle had taped it yeah and I used to watch that all the time I mean I tell people my favorite match on that show was the Rockers versus uh Haku Barbarian, only because you know you got two small guys versus these giant monsters and they were able to make everything make sense and everybody sold for everybody it was a great matchup um so, right there, just the showmanship show of that, knowing I would probably always be a small guy with my family, you know, the way my family's built, I was like, well, if they can do that, I can do that.
1: Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, because that was always one of the questions that we would ask for the, um, not the, like, like certain wrestlers, like, which, which wrestlers in particular did you look and say, okay, this guy is about the same size as I am, so this is something that I could, per- like, realistically pursue.
5: <clears throat> yeah, in that aspect, you see guys like Ray. Ray's only five seven. Yeah, I'm five eight. Um, Taz is only five nine. You know, guys like that, and then you have Kurt, who's bigger, but you know, he's an amateur wrestler at heart. And you know, you see guys like that, and even the Steiners—they're bigger guys, but they were amateur wrestlers, and they seem to transition fairly easily. Um, so guys like that really appealed to me and like watching them. And then you have the showmanship of Michaels and, you know, other guys like that, that really made things, you know, interesting and able to see that. Like, well, look at the moves he's doing. And then he takes a break and does a taunt. What, what, not, why? You know? <laughs> so you have to kind of just figure that out. Like, cause if you're in amateur wrestling, you're going the full two minutes of the period, you don't stop and talk in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the transition from constantly going to go, stop, go, stop, go, stop, go, stop is kind of difficult, but it happens, you know? You have to learn how to do it, and that's why you go to a wrestling school. Yeah.
1: Okay, um, I want to jump right up to your first match. What company you worked for, and who did you wrestle?
5: Okay, so the first match was... Wacky Wayne Wu used to do, like, these charity shows. Mm -hmm. So the the company didn't really even have a name. We just called it Live Pro Wrestling.
1: Okay.
5: Um, So my first match ever, Phil Barliss had hooked me up with him to get me on the show. And I got thrown into a tag team match with CJ Summers as my partner versus the Staten Island Wrecking Crew, consisting of Sal and Vinny DeMarco. So funny story about that match is the first spot of the match is me and CJ duck a line, you know, bunny hop over, drop kicks. So I drop kicks Sal, CJ drop kicks Vinny. When they bump, Vinny smacks Sal in the nose and breaks his nose. Oh shit. So his nose starts bleeding profusely. Me being brand new first match ever, I'm sitting there thinking, Oh shit, I just kicked him in the nose. Oh crap. What did I just do? Is it going to return I, a receipt? Oh, they chopped the crap out of me. But that was going to happen anyway because it was my first match.
3: Yeah.
5: Yeah, you know, so I had angel wings on my chest. I had one on, like, my hip. <laughs> I had chop marks everywhere after that. There's a picture on my Facebook from that.
3: Uh-huh. And,
5: uh, so I'm, like, in the middle of the match working with Vinny. And I'm like, hey, tell us I'm sorry. I didn't mean to kick him in the nose as we're working. And then, uh. We finished the match, we're getting the
1: back of like, Sal, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to kick your nose. He's like, dude, you didn't touch me. This gorilla over here smacked me in the nose when we bumped. <laughs> 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 oh,
5: shit. You got a receipt for no point of reason. Uh, I, mean, I didn't get
0: a receipt for it. You know, they were okay, they, me they're just chopping hard match. just because.
2: Oh, okay. That's badass, then. Okay. So I got a question um, okay. Is there any advice you were given from somebody in the business that, like, you took to heart.
5: Um, never stop learning is pretty much said by everybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, you know, keep your eyes open, ears open, mouth shut. You know, respect the vets, all those kinds of things that everybody tells everybody. I've really always taken to the heart. Um, there was a time where I was traveling with uh, Thomas Robin of the BWO. Down to West Virginia like every other weekend, and um, this kind of—it's funny—but uh, Rhino needed help with his bags. We're in a small town in West Virginia, and he needed help with his bags. So I was like, "All right, I'll help you." Best conversation and learning experience I could have ever had. Just talking to Rhino for like the five six minutes, we moved into the building to his car. It's
2: pretty great. Yeah, you
5: know, and he was even saying it's like, "It's cool that Mom is taking somebody um and just driving around with them and just giving them experience. experience. Like, I was lucky. Not a lot of people get a mentor that will pay for everything, will make you split it, or will make you pay 75% of it. Robin paid for everything when we were traveling. He paid for gas. He would pay for the hotel. If the promoter was short and he wasn't getting paid, he would pay me out of his own pocket and then just collect the money for both of us later and keep it. Yeah. He always made sure I was taken care of, and I really appreciate that from him.
1: Nice, nice. Pretty <laughs> awesome. Cool story. Okay. Um, worst injuries you ever had?
5: Well, luckily enough, I haven't really been injured. Wow. Knock wow. on wood.
1: Yeah, please knock.
5: I mean, I messed up my knees a couple, like a month and a half ago or so. Doing a moonsault and a blindfold match, but that was kind of my own stupid fault for doing a moonsault and a blindfold match. <laughs> um, it's never been done before,
1: so why not, right? Question <laughs> how How do you really like? You don't have. Do you guys need to put like holes in there and see what's no, going on? Or really
2: right? like a we were blindfolded. Table.
1: What's that? It, we were blindfolded, so so it was like. I, I
0: took my chances and it didn't end so well for me. So it was like Jake the Snake and Rick Martell oh, with like, a blindfold. Oh, hey. yeah, I mean or the blindfolds
5: we got... weren't bags over heads. We had uh, we had fabric tied shoelaces. And
1: They couldn't give you anything to see, really. We,
5: we, we couldn't yeah. we couldn't find like bags like that to use. Like I have, I actually made the blindfolds because I went to the store looking for something. <laughs> And we found, like, those drawstring bags, and, like, you couldn't you couldn't use those because you couldn't breathe. They weren't thin enough. Mm-hmm. So we found, like, fabric squares over in the fabric section, and I cut them down to, they were, I mean, we looked like Ninja Turtles. It was kind of funny. <laughs> um, you know, and the guys' colors were red, mine were orange, so I wound up being red and orange fabric for them. So, but yeah, so it was like Raphael versus Michelangelo and I had a blindfold <laughs> match.
1: Well, can we find this match on YouTube?
5: Uh, I'm not sure if CCW's Dojo Wars page put up the Super Show that has it on there yet. Well, um, if they have, that would be on there, but if they have it, it's not anywhere
0: yet. Okay. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll have to take a look into that.
5: Oh, hopefully it will be.
0: Um. So, so out of everybody that you've worked with, who have you worked with that you, that you had like kind of like an instant... um chemistry with where everything just clicked?
5: Um, there's a guy named Desmond Monroe. We had a nice feud at a promotional crossroads. I've done that since I started and we always just clicked. We're good friends outside of the business too. And, uh, we have great chemistry. Um, I mean, there's not too many guys that really had bad chemistry with. Uh,
0: if there was anybody that came to, have you ever had a, have you ever worked with anybody where it was like, okay, this should be good, but things just, it, it not, not, not uh, saying, like, oh, things went bad, but they just didn't kind of work out the way they wanted to, or you guys wanted to work? Um,
5: I mean, not really. I mean, I, I, I work very old, I guess you could say I work old school. I mean, like, if I'm, if I'm beating people up, I'm not sitting there bumping the crap out of them and all that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mostly strikes, chokes, and know, a couple yeah. of big moves, but you know, I try to keep it nice and simple. Because you know, you go in there and the first match of the night, you got you know a 630, 450, miss yeah. Swanton, miss suicide dive, diving headbutt to the outside. Like you know, guys go in and put their shit in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, got, there's certain guys that just need to get their shit in. That's just what they do, and that's cool. I mean, it works. But I mean, you have to know your place on the card too. Like. If I'm first match, I'm not going out there and doing a moonsault. There's no way it's not called for. You know, like it's dumb. Like, yeah, you you gotta build the crowd up. It's gotta be a roller coaster. If you look at it, a show, especially an indie show after intermission, it's a two part show. So the first match is your first match, and then the first or the last match before intermission is your main event of the first part. And then the match after emissions back to bringing up the crowd, and then your main event is what finally settles everything. So like the first match, I'm working towards getting that crowd dialed up for that main event later, but also knowing that I'm not gonna, I can't top everybody, and you can steal the show without going out there and doing a 6:30, 4:50, you know, or 17 super kicks. So like. I, I'll work old school. Even if I'm the main event, I still go old school, and it works. You know, punching, yeah. and kicking, just beating the crap out of somebody as a heel, or as a face, taking stuff and still having life and not just dying, yeah. and you know, gaining that sympathy from the crowd. Like, it's uh, that's my opinion. Like, some people are gonna look at that or hear that, like, well, you know, you should want to be the top guy, you want you should want your match to be considered the main event, you know, every night. Well, they call the last match of the night the main event for a reason. <laughs> it's supposed to be the best match on the damn card. If it's not, the guys in that match probably shouldn't be in that match.
0: True. I think it was. Um, I think there was an interview with Scott Hall before when he was talking about when he was uh training his son, where he said the biggest, the best advice he gave was like, look at the older, the older videotapes and everything, the the old school wrestling, because. That stuff has it's it's been so long ago that it could be considered new again. Since there's not a lot of there's there's a lot of people that don't really incorporate that into what they do these days. I mean that comes from a fan's perspective. I mean maybe you could like say differently about that. Are there a lot of guys that you work with that still kind of try to do do those things or? I mean I'm not gonna name nobody like that. I'm not. No, I mean it's not particularly nobody. like na- naming anybody, I mean, but there's just definitely some... people that just want to get their shit in I mean you can't avoid that and
5: yeah. there's places for that if it's somebody's debut and it's they're going to be the big thing in the company let them get their shit in but they need to know where to place it Yeah. you know what yeah. I mean you can't sit there and do every single one of your eye spots in every single match because by the time you're built up and it's time for that big big huge opportunity for you nobody's going to want to see your stuff anymore because they've already seen everything that's true you know, if you keep, like, I've never done a moonsault until this year. And I've been doing matches <coughs> for seven years. I just started pulling that out. So, like, you know, it's, it was very unexpected from me when I first started doing it.
1: Yeah.
5: You know, and again, I won't do it if I'm first match. I'll do it if I'm later on, like, you know, second to last, right after intermission, just to get that crowd going again. But first match, you know, I might hit a middle rope
0: elbow drop as the highest spot. Are there any wrestlers that come to mind for you, where that there's like an exception to a, to the rule with that? Because it, it's kind of like when um, Shawn Michaels said before an interview, where it's like the the whole you you want to make the things that you do actually matter. But there are a lot of wrestlers out there that kind of build their careers on doing the high spots. Well- that and like no selling no selling has a place
5: and no selling and but like 17 no sells in a sequence you're killing that move for somebody goes and does it like a German suplex is a basic move if I go out and hit a German in the first match of the night and the guy sells it like I murdered him and then all of a sudden the next match there's a German no sell brain buster no sell super kick no sell you know, you just killed all three moves for the rest of the night.
0: It sounds like an NXT match. <laughs> I
5: mean... <laughs> but even mean NXT, show. if they do the no-sells... Most people aren't trying to finish with that move.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
5: know what I mean? Like, so if Adam Cole hits a... You know, a super kick and they no-sell it... Nobody later in the night's winning with a super kick. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, they plan it out a little bit better. But again, like, their problem... My thing is like, wrestling's a team, all right. Like, if amateur wrestling, right, you have fourteen weight classes. Mm-hmm. Each guy has a job to do. If you're slated to go out there and pin somebody, or your team's got kind of on you to pin somebody, you better go out there and pin somebody and get those six points.
3: Yeah.
5: If you win by points, you could screw everything up, and now other people have to work harder.
0: Yeah.
5: You know, it's the same thing in, in professional wrestling on the card. You want the card to build up. You know, you want that up and down emotion from the crowd, boos and. Yes, and you know, but if the first guys out go out there and do every freaking move under the sun, what's the rest of the card supposed to do?
1: Yeah.
5: You know, like for a while, I was doing like a one handed, I'd do like a pump handle up into a one handed power bomb as a finish. So I'm like, why the hell am I doing that? Screw it. I switched to a DDT, a variation of a DDT. You know, I could do that to anybody, no matter how big they are. Yeah. I don't have to worry about if I could pick you up or not, and it works. It's just knowing how to hit it, when to hit it, and you know how much force you might have to put it behind it.
0: That's when you kind of—that's when you see certain wrestlers where they have like multiple finishers. Where it's like, okay, I could do this person if I have the strength for it, but if I can't pick this person up, I—I I could just go to this.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it, you need that though, like
5: so, like my two finishers the one is the mobile elbow drop like I what I call it the not your Grandma's elbow because I have my tattoo for my uh, deceased grandmother and
2: uh,
5: and then I do a variation of a DDT where I kind of like Andrade's where he puts the leg behind and does the Russian leg sweep kind of motion but I don't do the whole arm deal Uh I start doing it right around the same time he started doing his Um, but I won't do the arm I'll just sweep out the leg and then it kind of pops over into like a half Nelson and amateur wrestling. Mm-hmm. I call that the Doll DT. I mean, simple. I just put an extra three letters in the name, whatever.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: but you know, I can hit both of those on anybody. So you know, um... I don't have to worry about it, or in any situation or any kind of match. You know, certain moves like if you need to use do a springboard, but you're in a friggin' cage that's tight to the ropes, you're not gonna be able to do a springboard. Or if you're in a false count anywhere match and you're on the outside, what, what the hell do you guys springboard off of? There's no ropes out there to spring you, Unless there's a trampoline somewhere.
0: Yeah, it's just making sure that you have something that you can incorporate regardless of the scenario.
5: Yeah, exactly. And both moves are easy to either counter or reverse and can set up and be teased very easily as well. You know, so when you, know, you keep teasing and teasing and then finally you hit it, you know, it gets that reaction and the pop you want when you have you know, pin a one, two, three. afterwards.
0: That's actually, um, th- this just came to mind because of, because of a video that I was watching on YouTube okay. before. Is, <laughs> do you feel that it's very important to have, to have a, like, not specifically your finisher, but maybe just any finisher in general where there could be many variations to reverse it into? Like, there was this one video I was watching, it was of, uh, it was Okada. And, people countering the Rainmaker and the fact that there's just so many ways to counter that move that that aspect of the finish is just as important than the move connecting itself
5: well exactly I mean and it can make every match differently you know you don't want to get stale where every time you know your finish is like in my case I step for the I step for the DT they spin out and hit me with something you know
3: yeah
5: I mean that's the easiest reverse to it you know but if they wanted to they could also take it stop me from stepping and Northern light suplex or work out suplex being a regular fashion or, you know, there's a bunch of different ways to get out of it. Or, like, even with the elbow drop, you know, they don't necessarily have to roll out of the way of it. I could take too much time being on the ropes and they come up and, you know, enzzy me while I'm on the top or belly to belly or whatever, you know. It's just, it's just different ways to make a match. Um, same thing, like, if you have certain things that you wear out there, like, if you don't wear wrist tape, maybe start wearing wrist tape as a heel, so you can take it off and sneakily choke people. Or if you wear a chain out to the ring, you know, maybe leave it in the corner and have it close by, or you know, do something. You got. There's always got to be some kind of variation of what you can do to cheat if you're a heel, and to shine if you're a baby. Because you know, if you can't change it up. You're just gonna get stale and you're gonna keep doing the same matches over and over or you're gonna fall into the five moves you do know, of
0: sequences <laughs> yeah I mean there's 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 a lot of thing or there's a lot of things that like I guess fans will come to expect to happen during matches but yeah just like you said you still want to be able to change things up and keep keep it fresh and exciting so
1: so um okay the eight years you've been on in the business, has any legendary guys like that was in WCW, WWE, or ECW come up to you and give you any advice?
5: Um, I've taken a lot of seminars. Um, I think my, I, I mean, I've taken seminars with guys like, I'm not trying to name drop, I'm just saying, um, Kevin Nash, um, Adam Cole, before when he was just getting the ROH,
3: mm-hmm.
5: um, Matt Bourne, the original Doink. Mario Gennetti, Jerry Lynn. I mean, I've done a lot of seminars. I took one from Disco Inferno and Simon Gotch not too long ago. Um, well, I did one with Hoof to I mean, it's good to learn from these guys because, I mean, they've been there and they've been yeah. all over and they know all their stuff. Like, the biggest thing I've taken from Simon Gotch's was why do you lock up in a match? Why is everybody open up with a lockup? And everybody answered because that's how we were trained. He goes, there's no effing reason why you have to lock up to start every match. And I'm like, he has a point. There is no reason. Just because we were trained that way doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? like Every match is going to start with a lockup. Why not be different? And I don't think since that seminar, I've started a match with a lockup since then. So... And it's worked it's got, and This is stuff I'm doing Instead of getting Instead of locking up It's gotten gotten me heat As a heel. So It
1: works Yeah Yeah
5: Yeah
1: Okay So um Yeah um You were talking about um When we were at all the icons About Matt Bourne What yeah. was What was his um Best song advice for you Cause I think he was amazing Absolutely. His advice was
5: just keep doing what I was doing. So when I did his seminar, I was still pretty green, but I was really starting to work on my uh, my face spot where I do a one handed cartwheel. I'm a an ringer, and um, you know, pull them over. They take a roll. At the time, what was it? At that time, I think it was just a simple arm arm drag or drop kick I was telling that was the only sequence now it's roll you know pull roll drop kick arm drag arm drag you know and he'll heal powders and I get that nice shine on his face but he popped for me doing the one handed cartwheel cause at that time I think I was pushing almost 300 pounds I, I was chubby like chubby chubby and he took a liking to it and we talked most of the night getting his number Unfortunately, uh, me being respectful and not wanting to bother him, I never used the number to call him or anything, and yeah. he sadly passed away a couple months later. So,
1: um,
0: there there was a couple of names that you were mentioning earlier, and it actually kind of uh, recalled to a to another uh, shoot interview was a uh, Matt Bourne and Kevin Nash. Um, I remember. I think it was Matt Bourne that was saying that that was basically like he he was criticizing Kevin Nash for kind of I guess, I guess not like not maintaining favor to saying that wrestling is fake and everything like what are the differences between people that are like very old school compared to ones that are very open it's like yeah I'm on the you know this is just how the business is right now <clears throat> Jeez.
5: I mean you have certain guys that will look at like what's going on today where kayfabe isn't necessarily there you know you have you know I'm watching right I'm watching the pay-per-view right now because there's something else better to watch you have Alexa versus Bailey and they're in a program but they might be riding together because they're in a program you know it's almost like they're they're riding together so they can plan their stuff um where back in the day like even right now and when they were doing their thing they're brothers and they always travel together
1: Mm-hmm.
3: They
5: would drop each other off at the corner of the building, depending on who like blocks away from the building. And the other one would hop in a different car and arrive in a different car. Yeah. Just so they could still travel together but not break caffeine. Um I mean, today's day and age, you, you kind of have to be two personalities in one. Like, at uh, a promotion in South Jersey called Dog, Dangerous General Wrestling Gladiators, I am, as they say, despised. They hate me. So, you know, but I still go out there and I sell merch at intermission. And a lot of people say, you'll soon sell merch. But why not? Just because I'm playing my character and people hate me doesn't mean I can't go out there, still play my character, but turn it back a little bit, be <laughs> somewhat nice and make some money for myself, you know? Yeah. I don't necessarily have to go complete face while I'm out there, but I could be a little bit nicer, you know? But if, I mean, if the guy that I was picking on the whole match comes over. I'm gonna still pick on that guy to still have established that you know I'm the bad guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. How do you? Um, I'm sorry. Like, I, I you, Like, how do you feel about the uh, the incorporation of a uh, social media these days with with wrestlers online? I mean, it's
5: making the wrestlers a lot have to be a lot more conscious of what they're saying and what they're doing. So no. it only takes one step up and. You know, they could screw everything. Yeah, they, um, they
0: don't they don't want to pull a Lars Sullivan.
5: Yeah, but, I mean, even him, you know, there's ways to bounce back. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely.
0: Um, I mean, look at Booker T. He's
5: a two-time Hall of Famer, and he spent time in jail. Yeah. MVP,
1: MVP. Nine and a
5: half years in jail. Multiple time at, you know, United States Champion, and, and, uh, you no, tag team champion WWE. Yeah. So, like, people's passers are other past and you know, people make mistakes, but they learn from them. And they, you know, fix them.
1: Okay, I got a question for you. Um, it's good. It's like a two question right here. Um, who is your favorite opponent? And um, the second question to it is, um, who would you like to wrestle that you haven't wrestled yet?
5: Who's my favorite opponent? Yeah. Um. I always like working Dez. You know, like I said, we're good buddies and yeah. me and him, you know, gel well really together really well together. Um, right now I'm in a program with uh, Pat Shamrock, a dog and again, me and Pat are good friends outside too, so like I have fun working him. Uh I mean I really don't hate working anybody. I'll work anybody. I'm not that guy that's like Oh well, no, I don't want to. Work there. I mean, he's hot, so I won't work that young guy because you know he may hurt me. Or, uh, I never think that. way. I go out there, I do my job, and that's it.
1: You okay.
5: Oh, and the second part, who do I want to work? Um, I would love to work Sammy.
1: Sammy, yeah, that uh, would be nice. Very nice. Okay. Very nice
5: right now, I have all the all my time. Right now, I think I'm at the best I've ever been. And I want to challenge myself. I know going out there with him is a challenge. He's going to beat you up. And the more you get beat up, you know, the less win you're going to have. And, you know, the more you're going to, you know, think of things and panic and worry. And, you know, it's always, everybody always wants to wrestle their teacher. So essentially it would be the teacher versus student match. And yeah. that's what I want.
0: Yeah. And you could have a and, hock-a-loogie and, match. And, and then with Sammy, you'd have a lot of uh, bodily fluids. <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, when you train with them, and you know
5: you're, you're kind of used to it as shit because I mean even when you're just doing security when you're first training, you were getting yeah. to with to spit, yeah, I mean, yeah, you didn't yeah. do it as much back then, but you know, it, you're you're kind of used to it um i mean we we have a some of it weird history, like there was four months in a row while I was doing security where you just beat the shit out of me <laughs> um. <laughs> purposefully and uh, I mean I would love to get retribution for that you know eight years (laughs) later it would be you know and I think just the program that we could do would be awesome if we get that old footage and go into it that way and the promos and everything like he's awesome at promos I've always loved his promo work and I mean I could talk you could put a microphone in front of me and just have me go off on a show filming them is a little bit different but I mean, I could talk, so me and him doing some promos for any company that might want to throw that match together, I think we could really have a special little program and build it up and, you know, get people invested in it because we have a story. It's not like it's just a, me asking for a random, random match, you know? It's something that has history behind it, and it would be a good thing.
0: We had this really funny story actually with a uh, uh, Sammy. It was during a House of Parkour show where he was going against like was it Willie Mac? It could be, yeah. Yeah, uh, Jamac. You remember this one? Like out in the merchandise table, you could just you could explain this better than I can. For what? Okay, so so the show was over, and oh yeah, as <laughs> as he finishes the sandwich,
2: <laughs> how like. After the show had ended and everybody was leaving out, Sammy, I mean, Sammy Callahan was like still at his table, basically in character following his laws, like openly complaining and stuff like that, and still trying to sell merchandise at the same time.
0: Even though there was like only, yeah, even, even with like, until the last person is out, he was still maintaining that. So even when Willie Mack came out or whatever, Sammy just kind of took his, took his Twitch title or whatever, just like chucked it on the table or
2: wasn't,
0: (laughs) wasn't that what he did though?
2: He, like, took his Switch title and, like, threw it, like, half across the room.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody else is kind of like, okay, show's over, I'm leaving, but Samuel was still maintaining that.
1: That's a good leader, you know what I mean? Pretty <laughs> cool guy to talk to. <laughs> Do you remember uh, um, when we were trying to sell your merchandise to people? I'm like, come here, you want a picture with you? <laughs>
5: oh, uh, God. I felt so terrible that you are charging people to take a picture with me. I like I literally, at that whole thing, I was just telling everybody, I'm like, I'm just some random no-name indie dude that's here. <laughs> like, why am I here? <laughs> and they make uh, a name for yourself. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I made a little bit of money, which wasn't what I was about. It was just about getting my name out there.
1: Yeah. And, you know, getting some new fans and seeing people,
5: um, you know, see people and let them find me. I mean, I I was smart enough to have a little highlight video playing, and yeah, you know, it was cool. So, I mean, uh, doing it again for you guys in November, which is going
1: to be fun again. Yes, yes, yes. I can't wait. November twenty third. Yeah, we we got Chubby Dudley on uh, at one of the tables. And Frankie. And Frankie. Yeah, Frankie um, just um, said yes today.
4: Awesome. So. Until nothing comes up.
1: So, um, a little. Oh, yeah, um, you got a sponsor. How did that yes. come apart? How did that come apart?
5: Okay, so my house, uh, Sports Gear, is my sponsor. Um, I was looking to get new singlets, and uh, I was I didn't want to go to the company I had gotten the one because the colors didn't come out really the way I really wanted it to. I'm not going to name the company because they do make all the products that to last me a few years. Mm. Um, so I found a new one, worked with a sales rep, you know, told them what I wanted, set up my logos, they sent me mock-ups, um, you know, everything was designed, and I got two singlets. I got you know, the black and orange, and then I got the orange and black. And uh, they came out awesome. and I was on Facebook one day after I followed them, and I saw that they sponsored, like an independent MMA fighter, I guess you would call them. And uh, I was like, wow, I wonder if I could get one of those. So I messaged them on Facebook, they like, hey, I got your singlets for me, they're great. I love them, they're the best ones I've ever had. You know, and I saw you sponsored this MMA player, they're like, how could I get one of those? And they're like, well, send us your stuff, and uh, we'll send it to the CEO and see what he says. I'm like, all right, so I sent him my resume that I sent him out to companies, and sent him all the videos I could find, you know, old, new, whatever. And about three weeks later, I got a email from the CEO, Tim Payne, and he's like, hey, we would love to work with you, you know, send you a gear bag and, you know, get you rolling. I was like, that's awesome. I was thinking about ordering some warm-up stuff with, he brought me like a jacket and uh, shorts. I he's like, oh, what were you thinking? I was like, oh, just kind of match my singlets and my logo, your logo, baked somewhere. And he's like, all right, cool. And I didn't hear back from him. And then three days later, I uh, got an email from a digital media director, I believe it's called, or social media director, one of the two. And... They're like, hey, we we ordered you a gear bag, a tracksuit, and white shorts. I'm like, really? Like, holy crap! Thank you so much. They're like, and I've been on the roll with them since. You know, I was the um, spokesperson for the Father's Day Challenge, okay, which was nice. kind of a big deal. That video had like almost 10,000 views. Um, I uh, I tagged on everything. My schedule, I say, is brought to you by them i just had flags made up for my new entrance i'm going to be debuting soon mm-hmm. and one's my logo one's their logo i actually kind of debuted them last night at ppw but not the way i'm actually going to do it as a singles competitor
3: Yeah.
5: and you know it's it's been great ever since they made one of my eight by tens and they're just fabulous i mean they, their work is quality it's nice what,
1: you can watch what are they it, called no
5: I know a lot of guys like having the stitching and the dimension of everything being stitched, but like wearing something that's printed is so much easier, you can clean it easier, you don't have to worry about the stitching popping off your logos messing up. You know, it's just easier to work with.
1: And what's their company called again?
5: My um, House Sports Gear.
1: My House Sports Gear. We should tag them into this video. Yeah. You know.
0: Here's a uh, here's a question. So this is going back to one of the older older interviews. I'm not gonna mention which one, but after we stopped recording, when we were just uh, chit chatting with the person, they were mentioning. They said, "Yeah, some of the questions that you're asking, I wasn't sure if I really wanted to answer it, like out of character, just because it I incorporate certain things into my character so much." Do you ever have a time where you're talking to somebody like who's not like maybe a friend, like maybe just a fan, where you kind of want to answer something, but at the same time, it's like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin this for the person.
5: I mean, no, like if you ask me about a certain person, I'm not gonna shoot on them. I'll, I'll tell you straight up how I feel about them. Um, or I guess I'm just shooting on them, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make things up to make things up. I'm not gonna just fabricate things. I yeah. mean. In the ring, i me. Outside the ring, I'm me. You know, there's no other reason but to be me. You know, yeah. I don't need to be anybody else. You know,
1: and that's I, don't, like...
5: I don't need to imitate Shawn Michaels. I don't in, need to imitate Kurt Angle. I just want to be the first ever me. Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. take stuff from them and yeah, use it, but it's gonna be done my way, not their way. Like when I watch wrestling now, it's not so much for the entertainment of it anymore. It's more of homework to see, like, what can I take from somebody and change it to be mine? You know, I, I've told people in the past, like, you can have great artists paint these amazing works of art, and anybody can go and trace them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can just play a piece of paper over a comic book and trace that artwork. hmm But it takes a true, true artist to take a great piece of art and make it their own and change it up. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just the way I am. You're going to get me every time you talk to me.
1: Yeah.
5: Whether I'm heal or face, I'm going to to you the same exact way. If you say something I don't like, I'm going to tell you. If you say something I like, I'm going to tell you.
3: I'm yeah. not
5: going to sit there and heal everybody out all the time. I'm not going to sit there and be uber face and agree with you all the time. Yeah. No. I'm just going to be me.
0: There's some, um, like... I, I guess this is something that like uh, is a topic of conversation where there's a lot of people where you, you can their character work works so well because it's not really a character it's it's who they are it's that they can incorporate things about them so you know it, it connects it connects with them better but have have you worked with anybody or is there anybody that comes to mind where it's like okay I know that this is not how they are outside but like they they're just very good with the character that they have.
5: Well, I mean, like, Joe Gacy. Not to blow his cover or anything, but he is not as mean as he is when he's performing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I've trained with him for a while. I started working out with him again not too long ago. And uh, we're sitting there laughing, having a good time most of the time, you know? Reminiscing about the good old days.
3: And,
5: uh, you know, so, you know, not everybody's going to always be in that, you know, dickhead mood. You may catch him when he's pissed off and he's going to be in that character where he's, you know, angry and it's going to seem like he's playing his character, but really he's just bad about something, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because, like, the way I go into shows, too, like, you know, everybody's coming out and, you know, paying their hard-earned money to come out and have a good time you don't know what's going on in their life You know, they could have been diagnosed with cancer they could have had someone just pass away they could have a sick relative somewhere, anything you know what I mean, anything could be going on in their life but they're coming out paying them all their hard-earned money to forget about that for 2-3 hours and have a good time, boo, cheer, scream yell, you know what I mean and it's our jobs to let them do that and yeah. give them the best product we can mm-hmm. to enjoy that mm-hmm. and forget about everything going on it's the same thing as us as, before, as performers. We may be going through a lot in our lives, but when we step in that ring or step through that curtain or get the gear on, you know, that all goes away. You know what I mean? We forget about it. We just want to put on the best show possible. You know, so, like, that's my that's how I always look at it. Like No matter what I have going on, it's never going to be seen in the ring. You yeah. know? Um, me, me and Jimmy Lyon we where Everyone called me just wrestling TOD yesterday. I messaged him and so told him like, "Hey, bro, like, have fun, live your dream, but be careful. Don't do anything stupid." And we had our problems in the past. Yeah. But I still respect the guy enough to do that. You know, and we're good. Yeah. I mean, we're good now. Like, we have been good for a while now. But you know, I I respect him. We we started together, and you know, I, I would never wish any ill will on anybody. And, yeah. Uh, he's living He's doing his dream event right there It's what he got into wrestling to do Was TOD and he finally got to do it So I was ecstatic for him But I also know the way he thinks And he'll do something super crazy if you let him Yeah. You know so yeah. like, I, I just wanted to tell him like hey Too many people care about you Be careful on what you decide to do in this
2: Yeah Oh true. Um okay um on the flip side, and I don't know if you already answered this question, but um, do you know any any uh, wrestlers that you work with or deal with that are, like, never not in character? Like, they're just, like, the character 24-7. Like, inside the ring, outside the ring, on the road. Like, they never break kayfabe, essentially.
0: Method actors. Uh, no. Because, I don't think
1: I've
0: ever met anybody
1: like that. Because, like, because you got Jim, you got Jim Carrey playing... Uh, Andy Kaufman in *Man in the Moon*, and he stayed in character from
2: starting from the movie to the end of the movie. I meant more like Ric Flair, like he's more, more Ric Flair than, like, than he is Richard Fleer. like.
0: But, but that's still, but that's still what he shows. That's still what he shows to the public. I mean, we don't know how he is when he's like you know maybe that's exactly. just part of what he's selling also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you're in his
5: household, you don't know if that's actually how he you know he was when he was in those doors. You know, he might act that way once he was outside of his house,
0: but once he was in his house, he could have been completely different. You know, but it's just if that the that's public what... thinks that's how you are twenty four seven. You're gonna give it to him. Yeah, yeah. that's just what people, that's what people home, are. You know? That's what people are. expecting from him right now. Like, why so why that not? could be another. That could be a, a part, <clears> part <throat> of it.
5: Same <clears> thing <throat> with Hogan. On? Like, you know, I don't think he's going around in his house going,
3: "Bother, bother,
5: bother." <laughs> Although <laughs> it would be <laughs>
1: fucked up if he was. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny if he.
3: You know what I mean?
0: Like he's not going to his song going, Hey brother. What'd you gonna do, brother? It was it was kinda like when um back in TNA when Matt Hardy was doing Broken Matt, he was in that character so well up until the time when when he finally came back to WWE.
5: Yeah, but again, like I he wasn't going around his house going, Yes and all that, you know what I mean? Like Unless that's, he was being filmed for the angle and he wasn't doing it at home. That's what
0: that's what being with no. like, that's what being with like Rebbe did to him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I got I got one two questions left for you. Um I always ask this question to every uh, person yeah, that comes
2: God, out here. Okay.
0: You um, mind if I reword this for you?
1: Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, I'm going to I'm start off first. No, no I, I, I... I understand. Shh. Make it politically correct. So, I want to ask you, have you ever soiled yourself, vomit, or any, um... Okay. Outfits... Okay,
0: okay. Ripping? So, have you ever had an accident in the ring? No. Thank never you. Never
5: in the ring, <laughs> never on
1: the mat. Okay, I'm we'll just hey, making yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah.
4: like, it's weird.
1: No, I'm just asking the question because I remember Brian Pillman Jr. was so excited at Magic this year, and...
0: Pillman shit himself in the ring, so ever since then we've asked people, have you ever pulled a Pillman? Literally. It's a terrible
5: question. I'm going to give you some advice. Don't get your podcast known for asking that question.
0: (laughs) I have (laughs) told him this over and over again. Think
5: about it. If you get this podcast big enough, and you're not, you know, interviewing indie schmucks like me and you start interviewing <laughs> brian pillman and you start interviewing you know some legends and stuff like that you're not going to sit there and ask harley race did you ever soil sort of yourself in the ring oh no
1: thank
4: no,
5: you no. maybe it was insidious you was oh, not man. us saying for that. once
2: you're, you're you're
0: just not i think so right. if you ever
5: I, get this big enough to get those legends and in- Current gotcha. stars
2: on your oh, he's so, show. He's so
5: crushed right now. You're not I'm gonna crushed. ask him that question, <laughs> so from I think, a finishing question. That's ten times better than that.
0: I think one of the reasons why he, he felt he felt justified in it, even though yes, we have had discussions with him about it, was because of the times where I, I think there was a couple of stories, like one where Steve Austin did talk about that, but it was also he was also talking to people that were a lot more well known and it was okay to ask that. Like, you know, but, uh, but yes, but we, he's we, also we sharing have. Sharing
5: a story about himself doing it, and then he kind of asked it. That's
0: different. Yeah. We have we have mentioned it, though, so.
2: Many, <laughs> so many times. A,
4: so I've been pondering this question all night. Have you ever had a dream match living uh, past anybody that you would always dream to wrestle? Uh, well,
5: I always wanted to go in with Kurt. Kurt
4: Angle? Kurt Ang-
5: Angle, yeah. Because the amateur backgrounds, I think it would have been cool to start off like a legit, you know, shoot yeah. wrestling match that you would see in a high school gym yeah. with the mat down, buzzer and all that. Um, and then eventually work the story into the sports and entertainment side with the punching and the kicking and the suplexing and stuff like that. You know what I mean?
4: Right. So I got so, one I got one more question for you. Yes. Um For me, it would be Trenassi so anybody you knew in the business that passed away that really hit you hard like I said for me it was Trent Acid. so uh,
5: well, I mean I've seen some of Trent's work when I first found CZW when uh, I was a kid and they were on local Access TV you know yeah. for the whole Weed Whacker deal and they lost it yeah I remember that um, Trent was an awesome worker I mean I would love to work with Trent if he was still around I mean I never got to meet him or anything because so I never went Honestly I never went to an independent wrestling show or any wrestling show until the first show I had to be at as a trainee and do security. Um but if I had to pick a wrestler to wrestle from the past that has passed away. Yeah. Um obviously I would have up again and they were born, you know, since he liked what I was doing and uh that that would have been a cool thing to do and i would have loved to get in there with um uh, uh owen hart easily would have been awesome to get in there with um that would that would have been amazing and fun and now he's you know he's was long past his prime and he, you know pretty much crippled dynamite kid would have been so awesome to get in there with
1: yeah i, 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 I...
0: who were you a bigger fan of
5: Brett or owen Brett. Owen. 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 Oh, yeah, Thank, Owen. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Like right now, at Dojo Wars, I'm in a comedy tag team, basically. When we're doing comedy, nowhere else do I really do comedy. I can do it. It's fun. I enjoy doing it, but I don't really do it that often. And Owen was always that person that was able to go from super serious to super funny in a split second. And that's kind of how I am. Like I'll, I can go out there and do the funny spots and then be serious for, you know, another set of spots, no problem. Um, actually, next Friday, or this Friday coming up, I'm doing, me and my partner, we're known as the Dare Noodles, or Devil Noodles, the two different <laughs> variations of the name. Uh, my partner, Liam Jacob Noodle, there, we <laughs> come, come out with a pool noodle named Noodle, and I was a bear one weekend, he did a noodle dive, he ran with the noodle, stopped <laughs> through the noodle through the ropes legit noodle. and uh, the kid bumped for it so the noodle got over <laughs> so now this kid is trying to destroy our noodle and uh, <laughs> oh, we're doing a noodle rope deathmatch yeah. so
4: instead of doing the light you know, bulbs
5: they're so going we're going to attach noodles to the ropes like light tubes and go at it in a noodle rope deathmatch <laughs> and have, have fun with it I mean it's kind of it's funny that it's almost a parody match of TOD TOD was just yesterday Right. a week later just about we're doing this match
1: but that's, uh, that's you know, awesome
5: I'm going to enjoy it I'm going to have fun with it you know you got to show you, you can do whatever is asked of you you know if you can't if you always take yourself too seriously you're not going to get anywhere because eventually someone's going to want you to do something so damn stupid and you're not going to want to do it
1: yeah 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 okay I got a question for you um oh, this is going to be my last one um you, do you just, have the last question this is my last question <laughs> this is my last question the, the final final the, the other ones were Dave Keener that, that was it final final. my question. final <laughs> final question oh then, no it's not talking about crap but, <laughs> but um question for you do you have any wrestling stories or road stories that you can tell us
0: um, um, ones that are okay to share.
1: Yeah.
5: Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, so when I was riding with Robin, the one time we took a trip up to Maine. Um, so in the van, it was me, Kareem. Um, the guy, I think Kareem is the owner and promoter of Keystone Championship Wrestling right now in Philly, and uh, New Jack. Oh. <laughs> okay, so it's the three of them and me. I don't fit in that so whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the whole trip up, they wanted me to film what they were talking about and stuff, and I didn't, like, I, I didn't, because what they were talking about, I didn't think they wanted out there. Like, some of the stories they were sharing were just like, wow, I don't think this is the image they want out there right now. And, uh... Um, and, uh... So... I didn't film it, and Jack flips out on me, Uh-oh. literally freaks out, so I'm thinking, oh, man, this guy hates me now, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to do, like, I'm like, I can't, we re- have him retell the stories and film it all, so we get to the show, it was like a 10-hour drive, it was a long-ass drive, get to the show, they do their thing, death match, we're at. We went to a bar that was right across the street from the hotel. It's like the only club bar in Maine. Maine has, like, nothing there. And he's like, you know what, man? You're cool by me. You're one of my boys. I'm like, wait, what? You were just flipping on me, like, 30 seconds
3: ago. We're <laughs>
5: yeah. not filming everything. But, I mean, ever since then, he's been super cool with me. Uh, I mean, I've helped him move before. He's given me plenty of advice, so... You just don't, you don't text him though, you let him text you because if you wake him up, you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only, that's the only lesson I really learned by Robin and Korea. They're like, yeah, if he needs you, he'll text you, don't text him because you wake him up because he doesn't sleep well. He's going to be pissed.
0: Yeah, you don't want Cranky New Jack.
1: No. (laughs) No. Do you guys have any final questions? Because I'm done. I think
0: I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm good. No, there was <laughs> actually no, there was something earlier I was saying like another reason why uh, Owen is better than Brett because um, Owen won't have been doing any really crappy horror flicks with uh, Corey Feldman. so... <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, that's true. Brett Hart did a movie with Corey Feldman. Bret Hart is about to do a horror movie with Corey Feldman. He plays Lost Boys Five. He plays like a cop.
0: Yeah, and the trailer online it is absolutely horrible.
5: <clears throat> if you really want to see a wrestling movie that was strange I was actually almost in it but couldn't get down to West Virginia to film it Um, you had Kurt Angle Shane Douglas Matt Hardy uh, a a few other you know indie guys Roddy Piper I think Duggan was in it too Pro Wrestlers wrestlers vs. Zombies (laughs) Um, if you look that up you can see a hilarious trailer and, uh, I was actually almost in it, just traveling with Robin, but I couldn't get off of work for a week to go and do it
1: Yeah.
3: at
5: the time because I was working at a really crap job and they just wouldn't do it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd never seen the final pro- uh, project. I, I really wonder how it came out, but the trailer just cracked me up at all times.
1: Um,
0: that the... lo- it, it looked like one of those movies that was so bad it was amazing. You know what? Uh, movie...
5: It's almost like they live. I mean,
0: yeah.
5: Or uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. They're... Like they were so horrible back then, but then now they're like cult classics.
1: Yeah. Now the movie that I thought was um, a horrible wrestling movie was called Paradise Alley, was Slice One. Well, you like
0: those really horrible movies, so it's yeah, okay. I do, But Slice. Well, play... Just watch any of Hogan's movies, and you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mr. Nanny's still my favorite. Suburban, Suburban Commando. Commando.
1: No holds
4: barred. <laughs> Two, which is coming
1: out. Um, what was that? Um, sidekicks no? what, what was uh, ninja three ninjas? ninjas three three ninja kick back. back. That's it.
4: Where Hogan had a full head of hair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, do you have any social media that you will love to share to the fans out there?
5: So you can follow me on Twitter at dd underscore dave underscore doll underscore nineteen. Um, it had to be that long because I couldn't just do like my Instagram handle because it was already taken so my instagram handle is dave underscore doll underscore 19 and then facebook you can look me up you know daredevil dave doll um i have a like page going like that i could use the followers on that and then if you want and i still have friends available add me as a friend um I t- you know if you're a fan you can message me i'll answer you if you get weird i will delete you um, <laughs> if you ask me stuff that you shouldn't be asking me or you need details for something that has nothing to relate with me. I will not answer you. I will leave you on red or I will just not well, I'll mark it on red. Um, Yeah, I, I'm perfectly friendly to everybody. So if you need advice or whatever, go ahead. But uh, if I don't get back to you, don't blow me up either. Because you know, that's just as rude as asking something re- uh, weird. I was planning on it. Like, nothing not worse than a fan just blowing you up for no reason because you didn't answer them.
1: family yes um i like to tell i told you already um icons when you're part of um, the instagram you become part of the family so welcome to the family thank you
0: guys i appreciate it if there's anything that you wanted to share as far as upcoming like um days that you have or then um feel free to share it on our facebook page
5: of course uh, i mean uh, i think i believe i shared my whole schedule that i uh, coming up which i gotta update again because i just picked up another booking for next month Nice. Um, uh, I'm a pretty busy cat right now. It's it's been great. That's awesome. Uh, you know, in these eight years, you know, I finally a few months ago, beginning of the year, I looked at my daughter and I'm like, how am I gonna tell her to achieve her dreams and work hard for them if I didn't do it for mine? And everything started clicking after that. So, I'm on a roll right now. hoping to keep it going and keep debuting for more companies. Like this past Friday, I debuted for uh, Modern Vintage Wrestling. Um, I got a couple more debuts coming up. So, I'm looking forward to everything I got going. We and wish
2: you all the keeping best, this man. Keep the
5: small
1: November 23rd, Icons.
5: Yes, November 23rd, Icons. Uh, next weekend, or this Friday, Dojo War Super Show. Uh, you have myself and Liam Jacob Noodle, the Dare Noodles, versus oh, that's the that's Endless and Noodle Noodle Match. You have... Layla Hirsch taking on Ari Abbott uh, who else is DK Meadows is taking on Aaron Ash for the Championship of Valor uh, and much 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 more uh, and then, you know it's just, just a lot coming up you know July 20th I'll be in Carlisle PA for New Revolutions 5 for Superstar Wrestling it's a, it's a tournament for a cash and for heavyweight title so I could wanna basically have enough money in the bank Opportunity, So, you know, there's a lot going. I'm looking forward to everything I'm doing and going out there and giving my best for everything.
1: Yeah, post, post um, matches on our page. Do whatever to try to get fans to come over to your page. that will be great, you know what I mean?
5: You got it. I got a couple promos I'm going to be sending out for approval to the promoters. And once I got the approval, I'll be uh, posting them up and sharing them around.
1: that will be great. Thank okay. You. Um. I'm DB Richards. Oh uh, no! This is our oh. <laughs> this oh. is our host or, or our oh. our
0: guest tonight.
1: Oh, I was gonna say goodbye.
0: Yes. Oh, you say goodbye and then you say your name. Oh
1: gosh.
5: Okay. Wow. This? <laughs> are, are we
0: gonna have a take to this far into the interview? <laughs>
5: hey, he's a greenhorn, man.
0: I know. <laughs> yeah. It's an every green it's an a, it's an everyday process.
1: Gosh. Oh. Like but but thank
0: but thank you, you but thank family. you for being the man to tell him no more shit
5: questions. Yes. Thank no you. more shit questions, no more pew questions. Anything to do with bodily fluids unless it's somebody bleeding refusely in a match, you should not ask about. Thank you. Same Same you. Told you.
2: And if you have to take forty five minutes to order dinner, you probably should think of something else to order. <laughs> Duly known it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for lessons being
5: learned on this podcast tonight. How about that? Thank you. Thank you for being on tonight. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate this. That was, this,
1: on. this was Daredevil Dave Dahl. Thank you. Good night. Have a good night.
0: Hey, Dave. What can I help you with? Like? Here, you fix this. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was good. Um, Hi, Frankie. I thought that we were going to have uh, a promo cut right here. No, we're (laughs) done. Okay. I'm done. Thank you, man. What's the the upcoming interviews that you have scheduled? Thank thank you in part to...
1: Okay. I'm sorry. Hello, guys. (laughs) We got Frankie Picard for the 19th time on our show. Hello, Frankie. Hello. (laughs) Okay. So um I'm not
2: even here. I'm like a figment of your imagination. Wow,
3: steal my line. That's what I tell everybody.
1: <laughs> Are we doing the schedule? Yeah, we're going to do the schedule. You got the schedule? Yeah. I do have the schedule. You I'm got the schedule. schedule right now. Oh, he's going to give us ready. A okay. Yes. Who's next week? What's the date? <laughs> oh, dear.
0: Okay, next week is June 30th to July the 6th.
1: We have July 7th, we have... No, we need to do June 30th. Okay, June, June? 30th is Colossus Mike Law. We have Mike Law, June 30th. June 7th, we no, have... No, we don't have him on June 7th. We have him on July ninth.
0: July 9th. Oh my gosh, you guys have the calendar right in front of you. Like Come on. This should be
2: hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got, um, um... The legendary... No, I'm kidding. Um, we got, um... Killian you want McMurphy. Me to read it? July 7th? July 9th.
4: Well,
1: July 9th. Um... July, July 20- 9th or not? <laughs> it is July 9th. It's July a Tuesday. It's, it's a Tuesday. July. That's the only time we can get them on. Okay. Next. Okay. Um, July twenty-first we got the the greatest showman. One Smith for
4: the marvelous ones, Greg Spitz.
1: And then we got Tommy. Swallow. On to birthday, July twenty-eighth, we got violence. Josh Adams. Did, did violence. Like? violence. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You He's said violence. I had... Okay, in August...
0: You turn into Jim Ross when you get excited. Right.
1: August 4th, we got...
4: Owner and operator of Monster Factory Pro Wrestling, Danny Cage.
1: And then we got on August 18th...
4: August 18th is Ethan Essex.
1: And then we got August 25th... Chuck Payne. Chuck Payne. Up and coming Chuck Payne. The current... H2o
4: H two O champion, hybrid 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 champion. champion. Yes, you'll see him July twentieth defend his title. Kiss
2: me. Um,
1: <laughs> so um, we we are doing. Me and um Dave are going to go up to H two O, front row seats to watch Frankie and Ruckus and and cheer on my little brother. Um Devin Moore. Um. Drew Brees, um, Drew, Drew Brees. Brees? Wait, Drew Brees is going to be there? Oh my gosh, I'm losing it. <laughs> really? <laughs> he did say Drew Brees. Oh I
0: totally he did say
2: Drew Brees. I don't know. That's Drew one blood. To, that's
0: one way to get some clout. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave, I'm, I'm Dave, needs, Dave, Dave needs to take a break. Do <laughs> <laughs> we have any shout outs? Tonight. Yes,
1: I have a shout out. Frankie Picard. Frankie Picard in the house.
0: Yes, thank you for always plugging us on Twitter when you do. Appreciate
1: mm-hmm. it. Oh, you were calling me. But there was my phone. No, no, that's not it. It was like, he was in business.
2: Once in business. again, shout-outs to yeah, no, I, 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 Cave and I, I, MOC, I Team PMW for, for life.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and people on our, we also have
2: the, uh, what was it, the Mark Owl Club,
0: yeah. Smart Mark Alley, Mark Smarts, whatever. Um, we also have the people on our page, it's, uh, right. any of the regulars that we you, you already know who you are. Also, Haystack, and, Haystack, and Rocky, like
2: Double Drop sure. Kick, oh, yeah. two cool guys who love wrestling. wrestling. I don't <laughs> yeah. even know if they have a show the anymore. Seven,
1: Ma- Monty wants you to stop calling him at three o'clock in the morning. At three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> how much?
2: I can't help it; he's too awesome.
1: <laughs> yes, we miss you, Monty. <laughs> All I
4: him. know is that Fran's got a lot of
0: balls. What? Oh, oh, that, that. Yes, I have a lot of. Balls. Um Wow. Golf balls. <laughs> yeah. And that's it until next week. Our next no, our next oh, episode, which is, is actually it? this week. So yes, because, it? Right. since last week or the week before we started doing it, where if we have a interview schedule, we'll also be doing our regular Podcast episode, so we'll be back in a couple of days. And that's it for tonight. So.
1: Yeah, I got pizzas waiting at Mike's house. I'm hungry.
0: For a pot-
2: pay-per-view that you clearly already missed. Yes, because he's totally, okay, I can watch the main he's event. totally
0: hyped for, a stomp for, for which, three quarters of stomping. Which, you, I don't know
2: why, I've been hearing that it's not that bad.
0: But that's what always happens, same thing I would with Great Balls of Fire. Crappy yeah. name, good pay-per-view,
2: but See? I heard that they put like a curtain to block off all the people that didn't show up on the hard camera side. Dude,
1: I'm waiting for Extreme Rules to do that deal and I'm taking a ticket. Who wants to take my second ticket? the $20 thing? Yeah. The Buy one movie. get one free. The do that okay, so
0: this yeah. is friend and
1: this is JCL. This is D.B. Richards. We'll yeah. see you next yeah, week. Hey, we'll oh wait, see you once. So, yeah. yeah. punch him again. Uh, punch
0: him again.